0: This is 680 CJOB. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Main Ingredients. Kevin Bergen here. Today, I have my friend Stephanie with me as my co-host because all I do is eat her food anyway, so I dragged her on to keep me company. Stephanie, how are you?
1: I'm good, Kevin. How are you?
0: I'm excellent. I got a question for you. Shoot. Before today, have you ever heard of or tried mead?
1: I have actually. Over Christmas, I did.
0: Oh, you did, did you? I did. What kind did you try? Who was it made by?
1: B-Boys. Pretty funny. I recognized the can when we got it, but I couldn't place when I had it, and it was over Christmas. And what'd you think? I actually really liked it.
0: Well, it just so happens that today we are talking to Con and Julie from B-Boys Meatery because they have a lot of great other products that we need to try. Awesome. Julie, Con, welcome to The Main Ingredient. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing Great.
1: Good. thanks.
0: Good. All right. So I find something really funny. Mead is one of the oldest alcoholic beverages in the world, yet many people have no idea what mead is. So maybe let's start by explaining what exactly mead is.
1: Well, uh, mead is wine that is made from fermenting honey instead of fermenting sugar. And as you said, it's the oldest alcohol in the world and it's actually, actually making more of a resurgence now. It's big on the West Coast and it's also big in California and uh, in certain states. And we wanted to bring it to Manitoba.
0: You know, people know you guys from B-Boys Honey. Obviously, you're honey makers, And maybe you can tell them the story of how you got into making mead. Because you guys do a lot of things. <laughs> uh, how long is this show? <laughs> <laughs> I got time, brother. I got time. That's why uh, I asked. I think it's pretty funny, actually. Well,
2: actually, it started many years ago. Uh, my dad and my older brother, Walter, they, uh, they had bees. And I was a young fellow kind of like a in between their feet and, you know, getting in the way and they <laughs> kind of taught me a little bit about bees. And then all of a sudden the market just died off. And I was a teenager. Everything just fell off the face of this earth. Uh, honey prices went down. It wasn't cheap enough. It wasn't good enough to keep the bee, uh, keep bees or honey. Uh, so they gave up. And I'm going to say about 12 years ago, 15 years ago, somewhere there before my dad died in four. He uh, kept bugging me to get back into bees, get back into bees, and didn't want to do it. And one day we were working in the greenhouse because we had a vegetable business and a greenhouse business. And he asked me, and I kind of turned around and snapped him and cut him short off. And I said, okay, we're done. We're not doing that, honey. We're not want even talk about it no more. And it was almost like taking a toy away from a little kid. <laughs> he, uh, I saw the look on his face, and I walked outside, and I came back in. And I said, okay, we'll do it. And that's how we began getting back into bees. So we started making honey and he passed away before my bees even showed up. So I wasn't going to do anything. And But Julie and my family, my kids really pushed us to do it. And we did do it. And I actually got some really bad mentoring from a few beekeepers. Didn't want me to succeed. But another beekeeper took me under his wings and taught me the ropes and still teaching me every day something new and uh i'm grateful to their family for showing me how to basically keep bees but getting back how we got into it we uh started making honey and the price of the honey dropped it was uh we just got into it the world market uh was getting flooded with adulterated honey out of uh asia and honey was cheap so for us to produce honey and make it was a dollar a pound and i couldn't keep the lights on for a dollar a pound so julie decides one day she did some research and she says i'm gonna go into flavored honey that's said sure, going to flavored honey there was one person who was doing it here and we approached him to see if he'd do it for us if we took honey to them and as he's doing for other people and package it for us and there's no not doing it for you guys we got one person who does it. don't want to do it anymore well i'm the type of guy somebody tells you no you can't do it i say hang on hold my beer watch this (laughs) or (laughs) hold my mead (laughs) little lo and behold uh julie reached out to portage food development and they uh taught her how to cream honey how to make flavored honey and she did that project, and we got into Sobeys and Safeway and Red River Co-op and a couple other stores around Winnipeg. It was actually Christmas Day. We, she was preparing, and my wheels are turning. Growing up in the farmers' markets, and especially Manitoba, when somebody sees you doing something, it's like wait ten minutes because somebody else is going to come right behind you and drop their price and flood the market. Totally. So I was online and I was looking. She's preparing Christmas dinner and. I said to her, you know what? Why don't we make meat? She goes, well, what's meat? I told her, well, you could have heard a pin drop in the room. And she says, I'm not doing nothing. I'm done with this project, blah, 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 blah. You can go live in that shop. <laughs> well, <laughs> I worked on her. And she knows me for over 30 years now. And I'm always that little birdie in her ear saying, let's do it. Let's do it. Just like the boys playing hockey. She didn't want the boys playing hockey. Lo well, and behold, they played for many years up until now. We researched, we did a lot of research over the years, and I know I'm maybe selling a little drowned book, but we went to California, to UC Davis, to learn how to make it. Met a whole bunch of interesting people down there, a lot of beekeepers, a lot of different wineries and meaderies, and everyone brought the story to this class, which was really good. Julie took the two, three day course, and I went and visited a big beekeeper. And one advice he did give me, he said, I'm successful because I got the right people in my corner. And I kind of took that for what it's worth and came back and we started our metery. And I knew I couldn't do it alone. And I reached out to an individual in Winnipeg. I saw a post of his on, uh, on Facebook, Dimitri Yersha. And we met and I said to him, do you know how to make meat? He goes, Well, I'm doing it on a hobby scale. This is well, we're gonna do it on a big scale. We're gonna do a thousand liter tanks. And I said, You yeah, up for a challenge? He smiled at me like a kid that just
0: scored his first goal and said, Sure, let's do it. Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. What would make you want to do it on such a large scale, right out of the gate?
2: Oh I'm a type of, I'm the type of guy that's if I'm dabbling too much over my years, as long as I'm not gonna jeopardized my family income I figured especially Manitoba and knowing what the long process is to get the licensing for for MLCCs and liquor licenses and everything I said if I'm doing it let's do it big and a thousand liters isn't much compared to what other guys were doing and we bought a couple tanks and I think we got up to about I'm gonna say 2,000 liters just little little tanks and that was July 17th we started which was
1: a year and a half ago yeah my, yeah.
2: my parents anniversary and uh, which was everything's ironic for all this happening and we started making it and mlCC we just got in and it was around Christmas time we got in and MLCC kind of I'm not going to say they opened us with open arms. It was kind of like we were the, ki- the kid when everyone's playing hockey and you're the last kid picked. Mm-hmm. And they're basically, yeah, okay, let's see what this guy can do. Is. Can he skate? Can he stick handle? Well, they only took a small order of our stuff. And they said, we're not taking no more before Christmas. It was actually almost a year ago or so. They phoned us on the 28th of December. Ship us everything you got. Get out of here. And uh, it's been a challenging relationship working with the province, but it is still rewarding. Where you're learning lots, and a lot of people that we work with from MLCC, a lot of a lot of them, like you know me, Kevin. Give me five minutes, I'm gonna know somebody, and we're gonna go back for many years. And
0: totally, hundred percent.
2: And almost the guys I know there, they've. Know me by name, and I know them by name, and it's actually funny when I do phone them, because they're it's almost like they're family already. So, but uh, awesome. to go on a to go on a large scale, it was I was basically let's do it, and that's the type of guy I am. It's as long as the risks aren't there, and where there's risks, and everything. But I don't know my uh, my brother said to me one time, he says you remind me of mom. You're not scared to take a risk.
0: Well, I think his risk is paying off. They make great mead, right, Steph? They sure do. Okay, so time for a short pause. And a drink. Then back with more from Con and Julie from B-Boys Meadery. Kevin Bergen is my name, and I'm here with guest host Steph Wall, and we are drinking craft mead from B-Boys Meadery in Oak Bluff. Steph, your thoughts on what we've tried so far?
1: That's the only reason I came on the show, Kevin.
0: Real nice. Real (laughs) nice. Con and Julie are here from B-Boys Honey, and they are the guests. There have been or are a couple other local companies that make mead, but not like you guys make it. And you guys are the only ones that actually produce your own honey to make it, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. We're the only beta bottle meadery in Manitoba where we use all of our, our our own Manitoba honey.
0: What do you think some of the advantages That's, are to that?
1: Uh, the advantages? Yeah. I think the advantages that we, we know where the honey comes from. And I think that's really important. And when speaking with your customers, I think they find it um, very intriguing for you to be able to give them the answers they want of where it's sourced from, what sort of honey that you're using. Is it spring honey? Is it fall honey? Um, and, And knowing how you were able to achieve that. They love those stories. That's what we're finding at different shows and markets. Not that there were very many this past year, but actually despite that, we've really survived quite well. So.
2: It's funny because we've done a lot of experiments with different types of honey, like different seasons of the honey. And one of the honeys that we do use is usually a fall honey. It's more darker. It's more a little bit more heavier. Uh, and when I tell a person to try the meat, I get, I usually tell them when you try this, this is what you're trying. You're trying the golden rods You're trying the thistles, a little bit of canola and clover in there. A lot of the fall honey is a lot of wildflowers, so you're getting the aromas and the tastes where the Earlier honey, you're getting the dandelions, the canola, the alfalfa, the clovers, especially the uh, leafy spurge, and that maybe turns the mead a little bit more um, citrusy. Yeah, brings up
1: different notes. Yeah. Right? So Definitely. when
2: somebody turns around and says, oh, it tastes like this one, I was trying yours. It's not that I was sitting on the bee's back following them, but I knew where my hives were and what they were sourcing from.
0: Okay, so I know nothing about making honey. So honey made by the same bees in different times of the year, different seasons, tastes different. Right. Because they're sourcing, they're they're making the honey using different things.
1: Yeah, right. Different nectar. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. That's That's what's so cool about it. And by us taking those courses in California, that was a great springboard to teaching us that because they thought they were really blown away by by the prairie honey. They couldn't believe it. A lot of these places because their honey is so different uh, down south. So, Every, every meat is different. You can even make the same recipe of meat, but if you use different honey, it's going to bring out different tastes. Interesting. So that was really fun. That's, that's where we learned that. We said, Hey, we've got something here. Cause as you know, Manitoba and the prairies produces beautiful honey. So we knew it would produce beautiful meat.
0: That's awesome. I like that. I didn't know that. Learn something new mm. every day. Okay. So the first thing people may assume when they hear the term, you know, honey, wine Um, Is that it's really sweet, but that is not that may may not be the case, right?
1: No, that may not be the case. It depends on what type of yeast is used, what type of honey is used, how much, how much. If you back sweeten, if you don't, how much you do.
2: Being being craft, not every recipe like every batch will be the same, and especially Dimitri. Like I I watch the guy, and he's he's really passionate there. It's it's funny. I walk in there, I own the building, and he basically shoes me out. So. <laughs> you need
1: that sometimes. <laughs> so I'm
2: like, what are you doing? Get out of here! I'd, yeah, <laughs> I would rather be outside somewhere than stuck in the building. But
1: everybody has their yeah. place here now. That's and, what we've learned in the last year, right? Yeah. And every time yeah. we
2: walk in, he's always shoving a glass in our thing, on our faces, saying, "Try this." So, Not that he does everything by himself, but we do help out as much as we can. But he's he's passionate for it, and yeah. uh, and the honey I source and like. It's I don't know I I think of our our, our business as a hockey team and yep. everybody has a, a a role to play yeah. on the team yeah and uh, my role is to make sure the bees are looked after and we get the right honey and we get the right stuff and the tanks are looked after and we're buying new equipment Julie look with her sister they look after the paperwork and Dimitri and myself we Dmitri looks after basically making it. And I'm kind of there helping them wash tanks and
0: make it too. And
1: yeah, we've all found our rules. Yeah, roles. yeah. yeah. It takes a village to raise a child for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: So so Dimitri is a player. Khan is the GM, yes. and Julie and her sister are the owners. Is that how it works?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Uh, I I think myself as a fourth line grind. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> I love everything goes back to hockey. I love you for that, man. Yeah, you know, I and love Julie's hockey. the coach. He's telling me I'm not moving my legs. So, <laughs> <laughs> you want a new contract? You better get busy, buddy. On your site, you have you have things listed differently. So you have honey wine in bottles and craft mead in cans. What is the difference between the two?
1: Oh, so wait till you hear this one. So of course we morphed again. Um, it was Khan again, that came up with the idea. He said, you know, I see that there are places that are making mead and putting it into cans. And he was right. He turned out to be totally right in the end. Not everybody wants to commit to a whole bottle. Um, and we are finding, it was recommended to us by by the people at the liquor marts, you know, a lot of the younger generation, the young 20s, they want the one ofs, where you grab a can, you commit to that one can, and off you go. So that meant that we were going to carbonate it. So, wow, another adventure. <laughs> and it really has paid off for us. People are loving that. Um, and we've come out with, we keep coming out with more and more varieties. Um, and still more to come um, of the canned varieties. And it, again, it's changed the meat. It's so different. It's a lower alcohol, usually 5 to 6% with the cans. Whereas the bottles are about 9 to 14% alcohol. And uh, people are loving it. It's a, it, it's again, another twist on need.
0: Con, I want you to, I want you to say thank you to me right now. Your wife said you're right and it's recorded yep. and it's going to be aired yep. on the radio. Okay. So you're welcome. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> hey, hey, Kevin, like I, I was just about to say, she let, you know what? We're,
2: we're, we're a tie game and she let the fourth line go up and the fourth line scored the goal.
0: Right. <laughs> it's totally true. <laughs> Okay, we're going to take a little break, and when we return, we're going to talk more with Khan and Julie from B-Boys Meadery in Oak Bluff, right after the news, weather and sports here on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to The Mean Ingredient. Kevin Bergen here, along with Stephanie Wall, drinking mead. Stephanie, would you enjoy drinking mead the same way you drink wine?
1: Wow, of course I enjoy it, but it depends on the hangover.
0: Nice, real nice. <laughs> we're talking to Con and Julie from B-Boys Meadery. Okay, all right. It's okay, so here's the fun part. I don't know, I don't know if you guys have listened. We're, we've been silently or at least trying to be silently drink as you guys are talking, like there's ice clinging around. Um, so we're mm-hmm. going to crack open a couple and we're going to taste them. Okay. And let's all, you guys can weigh in on your, on the, you know, technical part and how you made it. Okay, we are drinking pedal pusher.
1: That, that's, a, that's a rotomel. It's a what? Um, so what it is, it's a rotomel, R-H-O-D-O-M-E-L. I know it's a strange word, but it's not a rosé. It's a rotomel, and okay. it's very unique. It is making uh, mead by fermenting um, dried edible roses. So Dimitri um, had done uh, one like that, and then one with a lavender, and I was so in love with the rose one. I said, we have to upscale this one. I love it. Because to me, it's unlike anything I've ever had before. And I actually had a lady here. I was laughing. I had a lady uh, purchase some, I guess, last week. She came and bought six bottles. And she said, I don't like wine, but I love this. And I need to escape my children. <laughs> OK. So she had like a van full of kids. I'm taking all this home, she says. OK. Come on. But, uh, <laughs> we
0: have kids. It, Can we blame very...
1: her? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But that one's that one's really unique, and I'm I'm sure you're you're noticing that and tasting it. It's a very floral. It, I believe it sat for, if I recall correctly, it was about four months. It sat on the dried edible roses. Oh wow! And the uh, so first of all, it was a challenge to find them, um. But uh, once I once I did, um, yeah, we went we we made it from there. But um, I love it. To me, that's one of my my all time favorites because it's so unique, and I've never had anything like it before.
0: Well, we love it too because the bottle is empty. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) We were going to try to taste it, kind of sample it. Yeah, the bottle's gone. So um, I agree Uh, with everything you just said. It's very unique flavor, very good.
1: It is. One thing with me too, and it it is very true. Uh, on my uh, my 50th birthday, which was over a year ago, Dimitri had made a special blueberry one. And um, I have this friend, she she didn't know that she liked me until that point. But that's one thing, you can sit and drink mead, but wait till you stand up. It's very high in alcohol, and that's when you're, it hits you. <laughs> that, that's not good
0: news. I don't think we've stood up <laughs> since. We, the last, you, you might know, want. <laughs> for the last hour. Oh. I, don't know, I don't know what's going to happen when we stand up. Um, you got to remember, mead makes you happy. It does, you know. I'm very happy right now. I'm talking to you guys, and I'm drinking your booze. It's great. <laughs> All right. So the second one we're trying is the country fireside, All right? So let's yeah. talk about that one for a bit. Yeah,
1: yeah. So country fireside is our Uh We that one was created not this past Christmas, the Christmas before. So that's your cinnamon, nutmeg, star anise mix. It's great warm, like with cinnamon sticks. So you could um, you could do that, or you, it's great chilled as well. So that's a really nice, um, yeah, sitting by the fire kind of, kind of, kind of mead.
0: I dig it. When I smell it, it smells like honey. Like I can get a really nice yeah. honey smell off it, and everything that you just mentioned, you can, you can taste those flavors at different points of when when you're drinking it, right? Like the, the first right. thing, first thing I taste is honey. then As everything it goes off. down, yeah,
1: the flavor changes.
0: Yeah, it's it's really good though. Like and it's scary because yeah. yeah. you could you could crush a lot of this, and you would never. Yeah. You'd never think it doesn't even taste like you're tasting alcohol. Well, I had a couple of junior hockey players last uh, winter.
2: They came up from the states for American Thanksgiving because the boys were playing hockey down there.
0: And uh, yeah, they crushed it all right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> they must have crushed the case full.
0: <laughs> I got. Let's give them pumpkin to talk
1: about. Okay. All right. So this isn't a can. That is our. Awesome. That's right. That's- Carbonated one. Listen to that. You like that? You
0: like that? You've heard that a couple times, huh?
1: A a few times, yeah. (laughs) That one is. uh, We did that one on a smaller scale, and that's what's great about being a craft metery. I'm sure that's the same with with other craft breweries as well. Is that you can do um, items on a smaller scale, see how people like them before they're released to liquor mart. (laughs) So that is uh, one of the ones that we sell from our meter.
0: That is a winner. (laughs) That that. is. That is really? good. It's oh. so good.
1: Yeah, it's really different, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah That's a lot of pumpkin. Let me tell you.
0: <laughs> did it really? I had a, I had a
1: customer.
2: I had a customer describe me that he says. He said, "I don't go to Starbucks no more. I drink your meat." Uh, <laughs> that is really good.
1: Yeah. yeah, so that one's made with fresh pumpkin, um, and uh, we added a bit of, of cinnamon uh, in the background uh, afterwards. But that one is at five percent alcohol. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah! Again, so good. Very scary. How many of those you would crush before you stand up? <laughs> uh-huh. And Did you done. like the
1: name? I got to pick that one. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, we actually have. <laughs> that is one of the most fun things is naming each one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, sometimes we're just really stumped, and the name will just sort of come out of left field. You'll hear, uh, you'll just hear somebody say something, or or someone will come up with an idea for you, like. One of them was one of our customers came up with the idea, and it's, it's fun.
0: Who designs your labels?
1: Um, I have a fellow uh, – well, what we usually do is we come up with a basic idea, um, and everyone is designed by somebody different. Um, Dimitri actually designed that particular one for the pumpkin because we were going to do it in a small scale. We thought, well, we'll see if we could do it a little bit faster. But I do have a designer. Um, he is based out of B.C., and um, he's fantastic. If the pandemic is ever over, I got to go and have lunch with the guy because I've never met him face to face, just on Facetime. But um, he usually takes my ideas and brings them to life.
0: You know, it's really sad so. if you could actually. It's a good thing we're not on Facetime or we're not Zooming <laughs> because you're talking, and so we're cracking open. We're cracking open the next one first. You're, we talked about the pumpkin one. You're talking, we crack it open, we're drinking it. And we look at each other like, yes, yes, yes. And <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> and then you, you were still talking about the pumpkin. So I figured I would crack open the winter cranberry. Dude, uh-huh. another winner. It's so
1: good. It's so good. That one's quite unique, isn't it? Yes. That I, one. Oh, it's good. That was really interesting because uh, we knew we wanted to do a cranberry for sort of the Christmas season, but it was an idea of like what kind of cranberry do you want? Do you regular like grocery cranberry? No, we want local for all of our fruit. We try our best to to use local fruits. So what that is, that is the high bush cranberry um, from Manitoba um we had uh someone uh, someone else that we know that has a uh, crushing machine they picked those for us
0: that's awesome you guys so the deal is obviously you guys have a lot of different flavors we can't taste them all tonight so in the <laughs> next couple of weeks we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some of the other flavors that you were generous enough to give me that we can sample and talk about cool
1: sounds great
0: we can they're uh Pops, right now we mind getting that one. Tonight. Oh, I yes. want
1: you to taste that one. Oh, yeah. you
0: know, I okay. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll suck it up. I'll take one for the team, and I'll, I'll taste it for you. It's, yeah, not, a, it's not a problem. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I can be oh. the fifth line. <laughs>
1: there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the rookie, the rookie that just called, called up. <laughs> totally, that's gonna be me. That's awesome. You yes.
1: replace me. I'm, I'm being sent down.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. You guys, thanks for coming on the show tonight.
1: Thank you yeah. for having us. Nice.
0: That's Con and Julie from B Boys Meadery located at 4742 McGilvery Boulevard in Oak Bluff. This is 680 CJOB.
1: 911? 911. 911, what's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship! Ah, There was an explosion! Oh my god, the ship is sinking! I can't get out!